Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Hydrogen Nowcast for October 1st, 2021. This is a podcast devoted to encouraging the deployment of fuel cell EVs, hydrogen fueling, and hydrogen infrastructure throughout the world. Our intent is to encourage and motivate others to get involved, to take charge, and to help deploy hydrogen as a means to decarbonize the energy sector and accelerate the movement to stop climate change. The Hydrogen Nowcast is a production of the Colorado Hydrogen Network in Denver, Colorado. I'm your host, Brian DeBruin, the Director of Operations for the Colorado Hydrogen Network. So I have some news to announce for the podcast today. The Hydrogen Nowcast has a sponsor, which is New Day Hydrogen, who is a developer of hydrogen projects such as hydrogen fuel stations. Now, New Day Hydrogen was featured on episode 18, and we're going to hear more about New Day Hydrogen in the podcast today. So the topic for today is about developing the hydrogen transportation ecosystem. And by ecosystem, I'm talking about supply and demand. Now we're all familiar with this stalemate regarding how to deploy hydrogen fuel stations and fuel cell EVs since both rely on the other. And in California and other places, they've gotten around this stalemate with public funding of a number of fuel stations. However, in regions not blessed with this generous public funding, private investors probably can't afford to outlay the huge amounts of money needed to develop hydrogen supply, and then just sit back and wait for the demand to catch up. So about the only other solution is to form agreements between fuel station developers and vehicle fleet operators to deploy the stations and the fuel cell vehicles simultaneously. And that's exactly what AAA Colorado and New Day Hydrogen are doing here in Denver. So without further ado, let me introduce our two guests for today. The first is Skylar McKinley, who's the Regional Director of Public Affairs for AAA Colorado. Skylar, welcome to the show. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me on. I, I do a lot of driving and I love podcasts and it's always great to be on. <laughs> well, well, we'll give you some things to listen to here today, that's for sure, but thanks for your time to be with us. Um, our other guest is Patty Kelly, who's the Chief Legal Officer for the hydrogen project developer, New Day Hydrogen. Patty, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brian. I'm really happy to be here and we're happy to sponsor this podcast, which we think is fantastic. Well, we'd sure appreciate the sponsorship, that's for sure. So Skylar, let's start with you. And let me say that since the Hydrogen Nowcast has listeners all over the world, let me just take a minute to explain that AAA stands for the American Automobile Association. So with that lead-in, Skylar, why don't you start with explaining to the listeners what AAA is, what it does, and maybe even a bit of history. Sure. So AAA is a membership organization with presences across the country. We have more than 60 million members uh, across North America. Here in Colorado, we have around 750,000 members. And folks know us best for our emergency roadside assistance. So if you are a member of AAA and you suffer a breakdown on the side of the road or in your driveway, we're going to dispatch a a truck and a technician to get your car going. That's really our mission uh, is to get people to where they need to go safely. Notably, though, we are organized as a not-for-profit. So as we look at why my job exists, for example, a big part of that is advocacy. Uh, We believe that we get you going safely, of course, at the side of the road, but more broadly as the group who popularized the automobile, we believe it's our mission to really commit to changes in transportation infrastructure so that we continue to have safe travels everywhere we go. So we are an association. We're membership first. We're community first. We're a federation of clubs. Each club takes on its different priorities. Increasingly, I will tell you, certainly in Colorado, which I oversee, 
one of those big priorities, safe transportation for it to be truly safe requires it to be carbon neutral or when possible, carbon negative. So that's a big reason why we're here today. Well, we really appreciate the fact that AAA is really stepping up and and changing their role to not just help the existing vehicles, but also to help promote the newer technology, which we desperately need because of the climate change issue. So, Skylar, you know, AAA has been involved with transportation since the very first automobiles, and that's over 100 years now. And their role then was to really help promote that technology and all the infrastructure around that. And now that the world needs to convert to renewable energy vehicles, it's just so fantastic that AAA is stepping up to that role to make that change and help those technologies. So how does how do you see the role of AAA Colorado changing in this revitalized vision and the mission for vehicles? Sure. So AAA as a federation came together in 1902. In Colorado, we came together in 1922. At that time, it was not a foregone conclusion that the car would be the dominant mode of transportation. It was at that time, brand new technology. There was no infrastructure for it. Colorado did not have any paved roads, didn't have any maps. Cars would get stuck in the mud. So we stepped up and we said, hey, we're going to pave those roads. We're going to number the highways. We're going to map the entire state. And we're going to work to get fueling stations so that Coloradans can choose this brand new mobility technology if they so choose. They did. They, they decided to go with the car. The car became the dominant automotive technology. The issue, of course, what we didn't know at that time is that cars were really bad and are really bad for the environment. The good news, though, is as we sort of face this reckoning about our role in the carbon emissions we helped create, we can create another sea change moment. Just as we took this brand new automotive technology, the automobile, and made it the dominant transportation technology, we think we can do that again in the area of renewables. For Colorado, fuel cell electric vehicles, especially hydrogen, make a ton of sense, which is why we're really leaning in on this. But these change moments are possible. They're especially possible for an organization like mine, which is backed by the strength of our members. What our members are telling us is we want clean technology to drive around in, but we want it to meet us where we are. Uh, We want to be able to drive to the high country here in Colorado. We want to be able to fuel up very easily. We don't want to have to worry about range anxiety. So we're going to use all of the brand equity we've built up as America's most trusted organization for 100 plus years. And we're going to do just as we did 100 years ago. And that is create change when it comes to new transportation technology. Well, I really salute AAA for being so forward thinking and also for you know stepping out and, and trying to help promote new technologies. And you know, to give an example of how technologies change, you know, when I was growing up in the 1960s, uh, I remember with AAA, my, my parents were members, and when we would take summer family vacations, um, one of the rituals was always to go down to the AAA office and have them generate a set of maps for us on how to get there. Now today we think, oh, how quaint and and, uh, anachronistic that is, because nowadays we all have fantastic maps on our phones and we, you know, can ask Siri to direct us and so forth. But but back in the day, that wasn't so easy. And uh, and so that role, of course, has changed. And and again, I just salute AAA for seeing that that this new change is needed and stepping in to help. So, you know, one of the the ways uh, AAA is going to help is by getting some of the first fuel cell vehicles out there as a fleet operator. So why don't we talk for just a second before we bring Patty in to talk about the types of vehicles that AAA Colorado operates? 
Sure. And just as an aside, by the way, we still do that mapping for folks who want uh, a more personalized map than Google Maps provides. They still come to our stores. So as much as we use new technologies, we still provide that same level of service uh, wherever we can. That also goes for our fleet. So in Colorado, we have 100 trucks that we directly oversee. And then we work with contractors in some of our rural communities that we serve. Largely, those run from F-150 all the way to F-650, some big tow trucks when, of course, we need a tow. But what I'll tell you is that as much as we do run big diesel vehicles when we need to tow a vehicle, 60 to 65% of the time, we're able to get Coloradans going without a tow because they popped a flat, which we can fix at the side of the road, because they need a new battery or a jump start, which we can fix running a smaller vehicle like a Ford F-150 or a, a Ford Transit or Transit Connect van. So uh, it is not just tow trucks. Rather, we've got a lot of vehicles in our fleet, including uh, we rolled out the nation's first dedicated charging truck for battery electric vehicles. There's some irony with that, of course. Uh, the, the, the vehicle itself runs on compressed natural gas. But the charging device in the back of the truck uh, runs off a diesel generator. So we are constantly evaluating, knowing that Coloradans want clean transportation, what we can do to clean up our act, both within our fleet and also, as we spoke about, uh, in, in popularizing more environmentally friendly options. Well, that's just fantastic. And and I'm sure that uh, New Day Hydrogen will be in there to, to help to find ways to decarbonize not just the vehicle itself, but also the charging and um, hydrogen fueling infrastructure on the back. So I should mention, you know, a lot of the uh, listeners may not know if you haven't looked beyond the passenger vehicles that are available as fuel cell, but there are integrators uh, here in the United States and there are in Europe and other places as well who are providing fuel cell electric vehicles of the sizes, mid-size vehicles, as well as even the larger class eights. So those vehicles are out there. It's in the early days. There aren't a huge amount of selection, but the vehicles are there. So it's possible to do that. So, well, Patty, thanks for waiting so patiently. Let's um, let's turn to you to describe this plan that New Day Hydrogen and AAA Colorado have agreed to, to start to create this ecosystem here in Colorado and deploy the, the vehicles and the fuel stations. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, before I get started on that, I just want to say that I personally have a family membership with AAA and I would highly recommend it. I have two daughters that started driving in the last five years and it's just really nice when we've had to call AAA because they've run into something and maybe as a parent of daughters, I'm more sensitive to this, but they always ask the question, are you in a safe location? And they always seem to respond very quickly. So I, I really appreciate that. I also appreciate all of the progressive nature of AAA since the beginning, especially apparently they got helped the first woman driver get her license. So uh, that that's important to me. So I thought that was pretty cool. And Brian, I just want to say that New Day Hydrogen is so happy to sponsor your podcast. Um, one of the most important things that our company needs to do is get the word out there that this hydrogen fuel cell technology exists. And, you know, you're helping us do that and helping people understand hydrogen in general. So I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're doing it. To answer your question specifically, New Day Hydrogen and AAA have entered into a strategic partnership. 
whereby New Day Hydrogen is going to build and operate a fueling station to service AAA's first fuel cell electric vehicles. And we hope to grow it to different locations and to include more vehicles after we begin. But we're going to start first around um, I-25 in Arapahoe in Denver. If you're not from Denver, that's uh, an area we call the Denver Tech Center. And we're hoping also that we might entice other fleet owners in the area to be interested in operating some vehicles and uh, sharing that fuel station. AAA has been nice enough to say that they will let us make that public facing if appropriate. And I should say that we are producing the hydrogen fueling on site through a process called electrolysis. So the listeners to this podcast are pretty familiar with it, so I won't go into it, but um, I just wanted to note that that's the way that we're doing it. We're also trying to develop other fueling locations around the state to establish a fueling corridor, if you will. So we're starting with the AAA strategic partnership, but we're hoping that we can establish one perhaps in Boulder, Grand Junction, Summit County, Pueblo, Fort Collins, and Vail, just for example. So we're talking to potential strategic partners there. But we're so delighted that AAA was uh, willing to go first with us so that uh, we could show these other potential strategic partners that this can work for them. Well, Patty, uh, thank you for that really concise explanation. and and. I want to echo your thoughts about AAA as well, that uh, I'm a member, never had to use their services, so I guess I can't attest to how quickly they've responded, but uh, there's no question that they really serve a a vital role for uh, vehicle owners and drivers around the state. Patty, do you want to talk at all about the the timeline for developing the stations and 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 getting fuel cell vehicles out there here in the Denver area? Yeah, absolutely. So um, now that we have reached an agreement with AAA, we're moving forward with the design and construction of the first modular fueling station. We've just opened up funding opportunities to investors to invest in our company and to invest in individual projects. So that's an exciting step for us. We're anticipating based on our discussions with the company that's designing our first station that we will be able to be up and operating either the last quarter of 2022 or the first quarter of 2023. And then that AAA station will be going and and, uh, hopefully we'll have all the fuel cell vehicles by then. We're moving forward with that at at the same time. Um, If we are delayed at all, it's probably going to be a result of what everybody in this world is dealing with right now, which is supply chain issues. But um, as far as being able to put up a few uh, you know, a modular fueling station. In theory, we should be able to do that in nine months. And we're looking forward to moving forward on that. Right. So I should mention to the listeners that I am a part of New Day Hydrogen. When I started the Colorado Hydrogen Network back at the end of 2019, my major motivation and my major goal was to try to get public hydrogen fuel stations out there so that people could have the choice to go out and buy the hydrogen vehicles. So when when Patty approached me along with our two other partners, uh, Buford Barr and Seth Terry, who you all, you heard all four of us 
on that previous podcast, when they approached me and said, "Hey, let's let's get a company going," uh, I was all over that. So, so just so listeners understand that I am a part of New Day Hydrogen because I really believe in this technology. So, you know, Patty, you mentioned that we want to get other fleet owners, we want to get the public involved in this station. It's not going up just strictly for AAA because AAA has very generously agreed to make it. You know, let us make it a public station. Skylar, I wonder if, if you have any, uh, uh, you know, if we're, we're putting a call out to other fleet owners, if, if you had some words of encouragement or some some thoughts in how maybe this can help them meet their uh, ESG goals and just be a good citizen about trying to help decarbonize and kind of step out there and be a be an early adopter for, for vehicles. You know, Brian, that is a great question. And I, I think it even goes a little bit beyond ESG. What I can tell you is that Americans increasingly expect the companies that they choose to do business with to be good environmental stewards. And in the transportation sector, there has not been a workable solution for those of us who operate large fleets. Why? Well, look, battery electric vehicles make a lot of sense in a lot of use cases, but they don't make a ton of sense if you're running a big truck, which many of us are. It's because the bigger the truck, the bigger the battery. To carry a big battery, you need a bigger truck and therefore a bigger battery. So it's sort of a, an Ouroboros. It's the snake eating its own tail when it comes to that. There's also not been a good way to routinize having battery electric vehicles in your fleet because of issues with terrain, issues with weather, issues with the time it takes to refuel or recharge battery electric. We also at, at one point looked at swappable battery technology for our trucks and, and the footprint we would have needed for that would have negated all of the, the carbon reduction we would have had from running battery electric tow trucks. So if you are a fleet user, and I have spent now a year really, really thoughtfully looking at hydrogen with some experts in the field. These are folks who have run fleets for AAA for decades. Uh, just as an aside, this is a company that people stay at for a very long time. And hydrogen came kind of gift wrapped as, wow, we can run a big truck as we need to. We can fuel it up relatively quickly. We don't have to worry too much about, you know, if we're serving colder areas, uh, losing range, we can still run a heater for when we have a member in our truck. It was just the perfect solution. So what? here's, here's my message to other fleet operators. You are going to have to switch out of diesel. You're going to have to whether the market makes you do that because consumers do not want to work with companies that pollute or whether governments make you do that because diesel and other internal combustion engines are are just not workable as we face a climate crisis, you have two options. You can stop doing business or you can innovate uh, and make strategic investments in order to continue doing business. Hydrogen is one of those investments I think is worthwhile. It is an investment. We are doing something here that has not really been tried at large scale before, but that's exactly what we did 100 years ago. So I'm confident that we can make it work. It might mean some increased investment in, in getting these trucks up and running, but we have, as a nation, never really assessed or never integrated the environmental costs of doing business. Uh, those have never hit a balance sheet. Those have never hit a PL. They need to now in their own way, they, they will in large part because consumers will refuse to work with companies that they view as polluters. So if you are presented with any sort of idea that revolves around hydrogen, I'm here to tell you it's workable. Uh, it will take some work, but it is workable. And it is the most elegant solution I've seen uh, for fleets in a carbon neutral, carbon negative world. 
Yeah, Skylar, if I could just add to that, you know, what I'm hearing as I go around the state and talking to, you know, transit agencies that are running buses or half buses, which they call cutaways, they're running into problems trying to transition to zero emission vehicles in a number of communities when they have longer routes, when they have mountainous terrain, when, you know, they do have to run the heater in their vehicle substantially. It just sort of runs down their battery electric options. And they were happy to hear from us at a couple of recent transit conferences about the opportunity for hydrogen. And one of the great things that we were able to show them is that there's an organization in California called Sunline Transit that's been running hydrogen buses for 20 years. So we had the executive director out and we had uh, the fleet manager out and they could answer questions about how that was going for them. So it is new to Colorado, but it's not really that new a technology. It is a proven technology that works. And one of my favorite examples to use is that during the Tokyo Olympics, they were running the athletes between the village and their events in uh, hydrogen fuel cell electric vehicles. So Japan's very comfortable with it. California is very comfortable with it. And, and I'm glad that AAA has been able to step up and help us move it into Colorado. And I, to piggyback on that, I would say that busing is, is such an important component to this. This is probably, uh, if, if you happen to be in the mass transit world and you're listening to this, hydrogen fuel cell electric buses are brilliant insofar as they encourage mass transit use in a carbon-friendly way. I love buses. I commonly take mass transit. I commonly take public transit. And the more that I see these buses, the happier I get because they're the perfect solution to, to run mass transit, which has an additional carbon reduction because you're getting all those passengers out of single occupancy vehicles and into mass transit, uh, especially as you've mentioned in our mountain communities. You know, Colorado has the best rural transit system in the world, but it's only because we're blessed with so many ski resorts. Uh, those folks need to start thinking about how to decarbonize because if we don't, there won't be a ski season anymore. And this is a, a meaningful approach to, to really on the ground making those changes happen. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, as you know, and we should share with the listeners, Colorado is coming out with what they call a hydrogen roadmap. And in that roadmap, um, they're specifically designating hydrogen as the right solution for medium and heavy duty vehicles. And I haven't seen the report myself. I've just heard about what's in it. And uh, my understanding is they are speaking to fleets in particular in making that designation. But I do think, you know, obviously, um, you know, buses and fleets have a lot in common in that, you know, they have the same type of uh, use application and they have to deal with trucking large loads of it, whether it's loads of people or loads of goods. So it's, it's nice to see that Colorado has acknowledged that and we look forward to that hydrogen roadmap coming out for everyone to view. Yeah. Thanks Patty. And uh, that report should be out uh, probably mid October of this year, which is 2021, just in case you're listening to this podcast 100 years from now, <laughs> which could happen. But we've been talking to the fleet operators. And Skylar, you mentioned that um, it is a little bit of investment. But, but let me just say, whether you're a, a transit fleet operator or a trucking fleet operator, the, the vehicles themselves are a little bit more expensive than diesel, and as are the battery vehicles. So battery EVs, fuel cell EVs, a little bit more expensive than gasoline or diesel. But there are assistance programs 
from the state and federal, which maybe Patty can talk to just generally a little bit, but also be aware that for fuel cell vehicles, you don't have to provide the fueling infrastructure. New Day Hydrogen will do that wherever you are in the United States. We'll, we'll supply that. All you have to really worry about is the vehicle, and we can help you with that as well to find the vehicles, to um, find any kind of public assistance or incentive programs. And, and Patty, I don't know if you want to comment on that a little bit. Yeah, sure, Brian. So first, to Skylar's point, diesel operators are going to have to move. That's, you know, general state and federal policy to zero emission vehicles. And right now, battery electric vehicles are more widely available. So people are looking at their options there. And you spoke to the, the point that the hydrogen might be a little bit more expensive than the diesel vehicle, as well as the battery electric vehicle. But the one-to-one replacement is an important thing to keep in mind. So what we're hearing is that if, uh, for example, you're going to replace your your large 60-foot transit bus, that you your diesel bus, you're going to need to replace it with two battery electric buses. And that expense is more than replacing it with one hydrogen fuel cell electric bus. So that one-to-one replacement can be important in the budget. Um, there are a lot of programs out there. There is the most utilized, I think, is, is the low-no federal funds, grant funds for replacement of diesel buses with zero emission vehicle replacements. Our state has a lot of programs to replace older fleet vehicles with um, zero emission vehicles. So those types of programs are out there and they're, you know, some of them are grants to municipalities and communities. Some are are grants to private fleet owners. Some are specific for busing, but they're out there. And then there's also tax breaks. There's uh, what they call all fuel tax breaks that apply to hydrogen. So that can help as well. So I think the most important thing to understand if you're interested in moving forward the way AAA has, that we're going to, New Day Hydrogen is going to take care of the fueling for you. We're going to design, build, and operate that fueling station. You need to get the vehicles. We're going to help you do that as cheaply as possible. And the earlier you move, the more you're going to be able to take advantage of those programs. So I think the uh, the parallel there is, is solar, for example. So there was a lot of public public support and public funding to move into solar in the beginning. So the early adopters got to take advantage of that and really make a nice business case for themselves. And uh, one reason that New Day Hydrogen has moved forward in Colorado as opposed to elsewhere is the fact that we can get pretty cheap renewable electricity rates so we can use wind and solar to produce our hydrogen at cheap enough rates that we can make our fueling costs you know, comparable to what's out there for diesel and premium gas users. Well, thanks, Patty. And and I have to say, you know, if you're a fleet operator out there and you're not sure, you're curious, maybe you just like to know a little bit more, please do contact um, New Day Hydrogen. It's www.newdayhydrogen, all one word, dot com, or contact the Colorado Hydrogen Network, which is colorado-hydrogen.org. And we'd be happy to just start giving you general information. It's not any kind of a sales uh, call or anything like that. With Colorado Hydrogen Network, as well as New Day Hydrogen, is that we are very, very concerned about the climate. And the reason we're doing this is because we really believe that without hydrogen fuel cell technology, we will never even begin to decarbonize transportation. And so 
we're educating, we're helping to get this technology established. And so feel free to contact us. It's, it's, uh, there's no pressure, as they say. Well, as we start to wind this down, maybe I'll give both of you a chance to just, uh, if there's anything that I didn't bring up or, or talk about, and, and Skylar, maybe start with you. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I would say that for, for listeners, thinking big is the way to get this done. These are big conversations we're having, but to Patty's point, somebody needs to be the first to do it. If you're the first, it's going to be done a lot more favorably. It can be done more on your terms. It can be done before your hand is forced. If you're a fleet operator, your hand will be forced. But beyond that, it's the right thing to do. So I think for, for folks who oversee operations for major companies, for folks who might only have a, even a couple trucks in their fleet, this is the time to think big. You will be rewarded by the market for doing it. You will also be rewarded by the environment for doing it. So there are, are no risks to, to attempting to be an innovator in this space. Uh, I, you know, a great example is, is the impossibility of the Dearborn manufacturing line for Ford Automotive. They, they pulled it off. They changed the world in so doing. Um, Henry Ford was a singular person, but there were, there were thousands of people working with Henry Ford to make that sort of thing possible. Uh, there needs to be a Henry Ford moment for the future of transportation. It needs to be uh, as dynamic as the shift from, horse, from, from horses to the automobile. Uh, it is not simply enough to just recreate the automobile using alternative fuel sources. It really does have to be a rethinking, but it's so fun and so rewarding to be part of that rethinking. And I'm really grateful to know Brian and to know Patty and to know so many others in Colorado in this space. Uh, as always, it's a joy to be in Colorado. We're always just a little bit ahead of the curve. Uh, I can tell you that in a past life, I was the deputy director of the governor's marijuana office when we were the first in the world to create a commercial marketplace regulated for cannabis. Uh, we did that. We pulled it off. That model has been replicated across the globe now for better or for worse. And I, I really think this is the next moonshot. People will look to Colorado and say, how do we do what they did? And what they did is now beginning right now. Yeah, Skylar. So it's interesting that you use that phrase uh, moonshot because the Department of Energy has come out with this summer with what they call a hydrogen earth shot. And they are all in on funding, you know, all of the research and development, deployment and pilot programs. Now, a lot of that funding is kind of stuck in all this debate that's going on in Washington right now with the infrastructure bill and with some of some of the reconciliation bill. But we're going to see funding come out through those sources. And there's already been a lot of money dumped into just component manufacturers and supply chain issues, just like with battery electric. The federal government has recognized the need for this, for medium and heavy duty fleets especially, and, and have done everything they can to move forward with that as quickly as possible. I think as an environmentalist, I know, and I, I think a lot of people listening are aware that we have a lot of work to do before 2030 if we're going to reverse the trends of uh, this climate damage. So it's nice to know that everybody's moving forward fast. And I just want to reiterate, if you're interested, move sooner rather than later. To Skylar's point, we've set up a business model with New Day Hydrogen where we minimize the risks on our strategic partners by taking on the capital costs of the stations and uh, the strategic vision on how we're going to link the stations. 
And I also just wanted to finally mention that New Day Hydrogen does work outside the state of Colorado. We're available for consulting on larger utility development projects. We're available to produce fueling station locations outside of our state. This was just a nice fit for us to begin because of some of the favorable renewable electricity rates that exist in our state right now. Well, thank you, Patty, and, and thank you, Skylar, as well. I, you both are just an incredible inspiration to me and really appreciate uh, you know, the work both of you are doing just tirelessly to try to get us out of this morass of uh, carbon in the atmosphere that we're in. And, and I hope you know, fleet operators, if you're out there listening, uh, I hope you'll consider AAA and, and Skylar as kind of a role model and consider maybe doing that same thing within your fleets because we need the fleets to, to get these fuel stations started. The passenger vehicles just don't take enough fuel. It would take too many to really get the return. So uh, the fleet operators are key to get these stations started. And then the public can come in and get their fuel cell vehicles and the auto manufacturers can come in and start building the market. So fleets, think of yourself as, as the anchor tenants, as we said earlier, for, for these stations. Well, again, thank you both. Skylar, why don't you tell us uh, the best way for people to start engaging with, uh, with AAA? I mean, the you know, website, magazine, uh, other, other direct ways. What's, what are the best way for them to engage? Sure. So I would say that if you want to learn more about what we're working on, reach out and Brian can include my contact information in the show notes. I'm also at smckinley at colorado.aaa.com. That's S-M-C-K-I-N-L-E-Y at colorado.aaa.com. Here in Colorado, we are probably the most progressive and, and the farthest along at decarbonizing. That's in, in large part to the partnerships we've got with the folks on this recording right now. Um, you can learn more about what we're up to in Colorado at colorado.aaa.com. But no matter where you are in the world, there's a good chance that if you're in America, your AAA club is working on this or that your affiliate, uh, we have affiliates across the world in Britain, in the Netherlands, that they're thinking about this. So reach out to your local automotive association. And if they're not doing anything in this space, you know, politely request that they start looking at it because that's what it's going to take. We are doing this in Colorado right now because Coloradans demanded of us and it's the right thing to do. Start making those demands everywhere else and you will see things change. AAA is a great vehicle for this sort of thing because we're so respected. We have such a long history and we're able to marshal resources because we're a not-for-profit. So we don't have any responsibility to turn a profit for shareholders. So wherever you are in the world, reach out to your local AAA club. You can get to their website by just going to AAA.com and entering in your zip code. And know that you know we serve you. We're here to help. We're community first, community always. And, and we, we love hearing from folks, uh, especially in these areas, because we don't know what we don't know. Well, thanks, Skylar. And thanks again for your time to be on this podcast and be such an inspiration to us all. Patty, any closing thoughts or, or would you like to give uh, the New Day web address again and, and ways on that people can connect with us? Oh, sure, Brian. So uh, as, as Brian stated earlier, our website is www.newdayhydrogen.com. And we also have a LinkedIn page. And if you want to reach out to me directly, feel free to, to reach out to me at patricia at newdayhydrogen.com. 
And like I said, it's part of what I do for the company, but I think all of my partners and my entire team can do and help people with is, is understand the technology, understand its benefits, and understand how you might be able to make this work for your particular organization, even if you're not a nonprofit, if you're a profit company, how we can maximize incentives and grants and tax breaks to help this transition. So do feel free to reach out to us. And thanks, Skylar, for being on today. And I really appreciate everything you do in helping promote and educate the community about hydrogen. I'm having a gas, as I always say. (laughs) Well, we we all are. And this is really a labor of love. I I know it is for me. I I spend probably 50, 60 hours a week just just working hydrogen, but uh, happy to do it. So let's wrap things up. Again, we'd like to thank New Day Hydrogen for sponsoring the Hydrogen Nowcast. New Day Hydrogen's working to build out and deploy hydrogen infrastructure, not just for hydrogen fueling, but for utilities and other projects. So listeners, if you enjoy listening to the Hydrogen Nowcast, please subscribe to the podcast and also give us a rating in your podcast app. A good rating helps us be discovered by other people. And of course, word of mouth recommendations are really important. So consider letting people in your own network know about the Hydrogen Nowcast. If you'd like to contact me, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me through the website at www.colorado-hydrogen.org or on LinkedIn. So until next time, this is Brian DeBruin wishing you health and prosperity. Goodbye.